ఓం వక్రతుండ మహాకాయ సూర్యకోటి సమప్రభ నిర్విఘ్నం కురుమే దేవ సర్వకారేషు సర్వదా శ్రీ గణేషాయ నమః శ్రీ భగవతే శ్రీ స్వామినారాయణ నమः ఓం నమో నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే రుద్రాయ ఓం నమో శివాయ సర్వమంగళమాంగళే శివే సర్వార్థ సాధికే శరణ్యత్రంబికే గౌరీనారాయణి నమోస్తుతే ఓమఖండమంగళాకారం వ్యాప్తమేన చరాచరం తత్పదం దర్శితమేన తస్మై శ్రీ గురువే నమః అజ్ఞానతిమిరాంధస్య జ్ఞానాంజనశలాకయా చక్షురు మిలితమేన తస్మై శ్రీ గురువే నమః గుర్బ్రహ్మ గురుర్విష్ణు గురుర్దేవ మహేశ్వర గురుదేవ పరం బ్రహ్మ తస్మై శ్రీ గురువే నమః శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమః Welcome to Daily Satsang. We are continuing our exploration of this word Brahman, what exactly it means, what it all refers to. And uh yesterday we were talking about the fact that the jivatma, the soul actually is a spiritual substance. Um it is a spiritual entity. It is a great mystery. So to realize that as the self that this is me in the sanatana dharma many many approaches were developed to bring about the awareness of who i am so the different yogas bhakti yoga gnana yoga karma yoga dhyan yoga sankhya yoga every type of yogic system is an attempt to bring about the discovery of the self the atma this is the thing to realize and those sages that are evolved in this realization are constantly in an awakened joyful serene ever new ever increasing state of uh realization it is new all the time the realization of the atma is dynamic it is chaitanya that is what the word chaitanya can mean it can be interpreted that way that consciousness is not a static state it is a dynamic ever glowing ever flowing ever new realization that is not our experience as such in the world of prakriti through our mind things get old very quickly anything we like gets old very quickly yeah uh, we want more stimulation we want change we want this we want that in fact our experiences in this material world are such that they are an indication of what we're really looking for what we're really looking for is a state of continuous ever changing new experience and we're trying to find that through the world of prakriti and it is available through the world of prakriti but it is available in some limited ways only because you have to keep changing it all the time you have to keep pursuing different actions different stimuli you know just take a car for example you have a particular car you drive it for a couple of years now you want another one now new model comes this comes that comes something changes something and then that creates a new stimuli so all the time there is a there is this wanting to change not that one should not change i'm not saying that but i think we should examine what that is t- teaching us what is the great teaching from wanting to change same thing is true with food it is true with it is true with relationships it's true with any kind of stimulation it changes we feel wow this is really even better you take for example if you go to a, go to a sweet store like an indian 
uh, sweet store. You have one form of gulab jam, but now they have 50 different varieties of gulab jam only. There might be a hundred or even thousand, no, nobody knows. So many varieties, some different flavors, some different shapes, some different, different level of sugar, so many varieties. You say, oh, I like this one, but then, okay, now maybe tomorrow I'll try another one. Oh, wow, this is really nice. Oh, this is really nice. This is really nice. This is re it happens, right? The same thing is true with um, all other types of experiences we have. With TV shows, with so many channels, if you go on the internet now, there's no limit almost. You know, it's like limitless amount of material is there. Different shows, different movies, so many free, sh uh, free channels are there. All the movies from 60s, 70s, and many from the 80s are all free online. You can spend the rest of your life just watching those free movies. That's it. It just goes on, one after another, one after another, one after another. That is a development of scientific technology. It is a development from the human brain, human intellect, human uh, ingenuity, human innova innovation. So all of this activity in the Prakriti can teach us, it can, it is actually, is prompting us to discover the Atma. Why? Because the Atma itself, once you approach the Atma, there is so much new spiritual anubhav, spiritual openings that occur. And I don't want to use the word experience, but maybe I'll use it. And I'm hesitant to use that word. Uh, it's, it's an internal opening and realization that is um, first-person experience-based. And that's ever new. So those who have taken a dip into the inner world, because that's the place you're going to find God. If God exists anywhere, He's going to exist inside your heart. And you have to discover, discover Him there. You, you try to discover Him outside. Yes, God is outside also. Whatever God is, is outside and inside. But the outside effort through the senses, it has a certain limitation. You know, the outside, this, uh, science has also acknowledged that to a large extent. You have electron microscopes and all that. You can even see pictures of atoms. Now you can, they're even able to track the subatomic particles. But then what? You come to a certain boundary, you cannot go further because the senses are limited. <coughs> the senses are, are within the realm of Prakriti. And they are, they are available for us for the purpose of realizing the experiences we're looking for. You know, so the experiences we want in Prakriti is the key. What is our experience? What do we want? Why do we want it? That is the whole point. And once we realize that that experience is powerful, once we realize that that experience is um, of different qualities, Right? So there can be high-level experience, like Uttam Vishaya. In Vachanamurut Maharaj has said, there are the highest uh, categories of, uh, of material experience. And then there's medium level, and then there's the lower level. So for example, if you take, let's say, uh, let's just say you take a water bottle. It's a very simple thing, a water bottle. You can go to any store, go to Acme or Pathmark or any department or any um, uh, grocery store. You're going to find a range of water bottles right from what? Right from like $1, like the lowest price to some, through the very, very expensive level. Well, what's the difference? 
what is that range? Because of the quality of the experience. And maybe some minerals and some other things might be there. That's the difference. But the substance is pretty much the same. It is the same, in fact. But there is the quality of the experience, even the shape of the bottle, where it came from, all that kind of thing. So in Prakriti, we have qualitatively diverse experiences and our pursuit is to maximize the highest quality of experience in Prakriti. That is what every human being is trying to do and wants to do. Because it is available, that's why. Why do people go to big mountain ranges or why do they go into these big attractions of the world? Because there is a, there's an experience of, wow, this is beautiful, this is awesome, this is wonderful, this is this, this is that. So museums, for example, Washington DC has some of the largest museums in the world. Tremendous museum, like Natural History Museum, Air and Space Museum. What is all of that? You, you go there and say, wow, this is awesome. It's an experience of, within Prakriti. Every experience is like that. We go to a big party or to an anniversary party or to a birthday party. You say, wow, this is fantastic. We are always wanting, and then there's also terrible experiences in life. You go to morgues or crematories, perhaps, or 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 cemeteries, or 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 people who are very 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 sick, very poor, dilapidated neighborhoods. There's a lot of violence and crime. There's a lot of argument. Even within a family, there can be a lot of tension, argument, hatred. People wanting to hurt each other. These these horrible things are also there. So within prakriti, we have this entire range of experience, and we cannot deny that. We cannot deny that they exist. Of course it exists. But the question about the Atma is the most interesting one in relation to these experiences. See, the Atma Tattva, what exactly is the Atma Tattva and what is its power? What is its potentiality? What is its realization for itself is the big question. You know, every powerful experience, as great as it, as it might be, has a limitation. Take a first-class ticket in an airplane. You take, buy a first-class ticket for $6,000 or $7,000 to go from here to India or Bangladesh or whatever. It's going to cost you six dollars or $7,000, first-class ticket. Is, is the experience at a different level than an economy class? Yes. There's no question. But this is the whole point, that even though the experiences are different, the one who is experiencing the Atma Tattva is the same. So to, the realization of the Atma is a flood, is an oceanic realization of the Brahman. The Brahman is without limit. It is Satchit Ananda Brahma. It is Satchit Ananda without limit. Ananda meaning bliss without limit. Consciousness without limit. Truth without limit. So when, when our vision goes into that limitless state, the most extraordinary and profound opening occurs from within, then, then what happens, that first class ticket or the economy class ticket or sitting in a bullock cart or sitting in a regular cart or riding a bicycle, for that individual, everything is equal internally. Even though physically it's not equal, even experientially it may not be, it's not equal, but internally in terms of the mental reactions of pleasure and pain and, and, or the, and the gradations of pleasure, it has been equalized. It is called samatva. And that is something extraordinary, that the equalization of all of the energy and the power and the pleasurable reactions within the mind occurs when the realization of the atma occurs. That doesn't mean you don't experience the difference. 
Yes, you do experience a difference. You are sitting in first class, that's different from sitting in economy class. But your joy is not different. You're not getting agitated because you have to sit in economy class. This is the idea. Or you have to ride a bicycle. Or you have to, yeah, the differences are there within Prakriti. Prakriti by itself, by definition, is going to be differentiated. That is why it is called Prakriti. And then the experiences available within it. But those who have an evolution whose vision, drishti, has dipped into the atma, has dipped into the paramatma. For that individual who has made what we call spiritual progress, which is actually psycho-emotive progress and intellectual progress into the atma, it is a mental progression, then as one approaches the atma, the mind becomes very serene and steady and equalized. That equalization is the key. You know, and, that, and in terms of equalization, then what happens to karma? Karma, you, the, the, the nishkam karma begins to evolve. Every action has no karmic reaction as one approaches the atma and the grace of God. So that is a, that is a type of life that is uh, sought after by those who are spiritually inclined. They want to live that way. Uh, is it possible to live that way? Yes, certainly. Is it possible to make progress towards the atma? Yes. But remember, this is where the role of the Guru Tattva comes into place, which is what we're examining. That Guru Reva Param Brahmatasme Shri Guru Venama, Guru Sakshat Param Brahmatasme Shri Guru Venama. Guru Tattva is that which is living that state of equanimity and liberation amidst all the diversity. The Guru, Guru Tattva is individual who is awakened, may sit in first class, I'm giving this plain example, may sit in economy class, may sit in a regular car, may sit in a bus, may have to walk, may, may, may be in a, in a scooter or a bicycle, whatever, the mode of transportation. There is no disturbance in the mind, although the person perceives the differences, experiences the differences, but is not running after maximizing pleasure. Because is, that running after the maximization of pleasure is, a, is part of maya. But the turning of the energy that is present in the running after the pleasures is, going, is turning it towards the atma, is realization. So intensity is there. And this is the whole point. That the intensity we have, that we experience in the world of prakriti, we can keep running after prakriti in many, many different ways. Or we can take that same power and bring it back to the atma, give it back to God. You know, God has given us His power, like in the Bible says, God has created man in His own image. You know, so this is one of the ideas. In the Vedanta, they said that the Brahman is manifesting as all of us. Another way of putting this thing. In Vishishtadvaita, we say that all the human beings and plants and everything is part of the body of God. Another way of putting it. See, ekam sat vipraha bahudavadanti. These are different ways of saying the one thing. Whatever that one thing is, it cannot be two different things. Whatever the differences of perspective may be, metaphysically, the, whatever the actuality cannot be two different things. The perspectives are different from our, our point of view here. But in actuality, whatever is actually going on is not, not a different phenomenon. So along those lines, as we are living in this world, we can live a life of enlightenment. Now it is possible those who are enlightened can choose to experience a certain type of pleasure certain type of material enjoyment. They can, they can deliberately choose it to gain the experience of it and then pull out. Now, this example actually happened in the life of Adi Shankaracharya Ji. 
Adi Shankaracharya wanted, he did, had no understanding of what it is mean to have conjugal love between a husband and a wife or male and female. He didn't know because he was in the Brahmic state. This, this, he was beyond it. So then somebody had challenged him, Madan Mishra or somebody had challenged him. You don't know anything about this. There was a debate going on. So Shankaracharya, by his yogic power, entered into the body of a king, of a, of a dead king. Some king had died. And he entered into the king's body and they became alive. This is the story. And then he started living the life of the king and experienced everything that the king was experiencing and then came out of it. Came out of it back into his own body, Shankaracharya. He said, oh, now I have Anubhava, what this is. And, you know, so what does that show us? Again, he was an incarnation of Shiva, so that is a, a different matter. But for us, we can learn a great teaching from this, from this, that we live in this world of Prakriti. We have so many experiences, whether, it's, whether people who drink socially, even alcohol, or they have family, or, they, or, or there's a lot of love and affection for f pets and family and, and for money and for position. You may have all those things. There's an experience, cannot be denied. At the same time, to perceive that experience in the light of the Brahmagnan, that the experience is the same. You know, the experience that we're seeing with this world outside, same thing Shankaracharya is saying, same thing Ramanujacharya is saying, same thing Sri Krishna is saying, or Jesus or, or, Jesus or Guru Nanak, they're all seeing the same world. But what is it that they're seeing that's different from us? It's not what they're seeing, it's how they're seeing, and with what type of state or evolution of mind they're seeing. That is the big difference. That is the fundamental difference. You know, so the, the same perception can be, can, I'm sorry, the same experience is seen in the light of the Atma. And when it's seen in the light of the Atma, there is the realization that this experience that I'm having, whatever experience I am having, is, ha is occurring because there is the Atma. If there is no Atma, there is no experience. It's like that. If there's no electricity flowing through the, through the light bulb, there's no experience of light. The light bulb is there, everything is there. But there is no Anubhav. So the Atma is the one having the Anubhav. That is called the, the experiencer, the enjoyer, the witness, the, the one that is experiencing the subject. So that realization, the only way to approach that is by purifying and stabilizing the mind. It can be done, done through religious practices, yogic practices, different meditations, different reflections, the Buddha's Eightfold Path. You can use any, any approach you want. You can use the Guru Granth Sahib, you can use Sikhism, you can use Jainism, you can use any of the uh, Sampradayas and Hindu tradition, you can use Christianity, Islam, anything you want. If you are going through it, you will, if you are progressing properly, whatever that real progress may be for you, you're going to approach the Atma. Because the mind is going to get more and more and more purified, the Atma is going to reveal itself. Oh, this is me. And that's the beauty. So once we recognize all of this, we are going to be able to perceive our life in a new light. That's all it is. We still do the same thing. And in fact, in fact, I would put it this way, our day-to-day -day life, our family life, our social life, our our religious life, our physical life, our exercise life, our, our con contemplative life, every area of life, occupational life, it all flows very much with synchronicity in a beautiful way because you are making progress towards the Atma. The more progress is made towards the self, know thyself, I am Atma Brahma, 
the more progress that is made towards that, to that extent, our life becomes very, very, very clear and smooth. We become non-reactive. We become very much proactive, non-reactive. There is the flow of clear vision, clear understanding, because now one is approaching the fountain of pure joy. Where joy comes from, that is called Ananda Kanda. Kanda means root, the root of joy. That is God, Bhagavan, Sakshat. The root of joy is Bhagavan. And that same joy is present in different, different ways, in different places, at different times, in multifarious ways, through everybody's experience. The joy, the source of joy cannot be two different things. Similar, just like, for example, if there's a nuclear power plant or some generating station that is generating massive electricity, there's one source where the reaction is going on. From there, all the electricity is generated going into millions of homes. Millions of homes are being lit. Fans are lit and lights are there and computers are there and everything is there. It looks like it's all different. The light bulb, the, the, the light is different. This one fan is different from another fan. One computer is different from another computer. One, the electricity is manifesting in millions of different ways for everybody in its own unique manifestation because of the instrument that it is flowing through. Similarly, God is only one, but His power or its power, let's say, is, is flowing through all of Prakriti in infinite ways. So Bhagavan ek hai, unki shakti ek hai. You know, God and the Shakti are one. And that energy is the dynamic energy that is flowing in Prakriti to give us the innumerable experiences, but the source cannot be two different things. It cannot be. If you, if you have two different sources, then you really have a situation where, um, where there is... Um, how can I say this? If you have two or more sources of, of energy, you have independent sources. The, and the, so, so you have polytheism. And, and, and if that's the case, um, well, I mean, there's a, the argument against that is that everything seems, everything that we, are, that we understand, that everything that is within our purview is occurring, occurring within some one, within one great power. That's what it seems like. It doesn't seem like there's multiple great powers. Although, it's, although one could say that there's multiple powers, but they all exist within the one great power. Um, and, and then one can ask, well, why, why the one? Why not two or three? Uh, yeah, so there are some other perspectives on this, but I think it's a matter of realization. The more you realize, it's like studying, okay, I've got all these different uh, things that are using electricity. Where's electricity coming from? And if you keep tracing it back through electrical wires and all, you find that it's coming from one generating station somewhere. Similarly, the generating station from where all experience comes, Anubhav comes and Ananda comes and joy comes and pleasure comes and everything that comes, it comes from the one ultimate source. And that is the discovery of the Rishis. That is the utterance of the, of the Rishis. The Sarvam Kalavidam Brahma. Everything is that Brahman. That Anandam Brahma. You know that the uh, Brahma is Ananda. Satyam Anandam Brahma. Gnanam Satyam Anandam Brahma. There's infinite, there's infinite knowledge, vision, wisdom. This is their realization. It all sounds very nice. Sachin can repeat it, others can repeat it. You know, it's just the speech is it's good. It's, it's easy to talk about these things, relatively. But the realization is where the real power exists. Real power exists in realization.
it's nothing more than that you know and and when we are in that realized state when we are trying to evolve into that realized state we begin to recognize that there is so much to develop so much to to evolve in and and on that basis we can proceed forward all right so we'll continue this tomorrow we'll examine this again from a different point of view um and and see uh, see where that leads us there are thousands of scriptures that talk about this guru tatwas are there guru gurus are there guru tatwa is only one so the experiences of prakriti where is the atma who am i we pull this all together and then meditatively search for the atma meditatively search for who am i meditatively ask god for blessings on that basis this evolution occurs all right so we'll stop this here and continue tomorrow